everyone, and welcome to A Girl Talks Podcast. This is episode two, Great America. I'm calling it Great America instead of Make America Great Again, because America is great. We have what a lot of countries do not have, and that's freedom. Freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom to love who we want to love, freedom of practicing our religion. Our press is not run by the government. In fact, around the world, press is mainly run by government. We're a country that's filled with diversity and multiculturalism. And because of this and so much more, I am proud to be an American. I feel like so many people forget that no other nation has been built upon the idea of liberty. That's exactly why people came to this country that once belonged to its native people, which we now know as Native Americans. This was their land. Our very founding fathers colonized from Europe to the United States because so many people were being denied rights due to Englishmen. So here comes these colonists fleeing from a country to create opportunity based on ideas of freedom and liberty because they were being oppressed. They came here because they did not feel that they could prosper in their motherland. Part of their motto was life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let that sink in for a little bit. This is the heart of the American creed. It's the idea that forms the bedrock of our national culture. More the reason why this is a great America. To me, that freedom, that right, that liberty makes this country really great. I have traveled in many places around the world. Uh, most recently was Russia. And when I got back home to the United States, regardless of the mess Trump is, I'm not saying he's, he's a bad president. Because many have made some valid points and I will not rebuttal that. And if I won't rebuttal that, then please don't rebuttal the obvious. I'm just saying I don't think he's the best person to represent what this country has always been intended to be, which is great. But let me go back to Russia. My boyfriend and I were flown out to Russia uh, to be on a talk show to talk about our relationship. For those that don't know, my boyfriend's transgender. And in Russia and in lots of parts of the world, whether you're an ally of the LGBTQ community, whether you identify as a member of the community, you can be murdered and it's okay. There is no law to protect you to live your life in your truth, to live your best life. There's no one and nothing to protect you. And so we didn't know how real or how scary that was until friends and family prepped us before we left. I'm a very affectionate person. I love to hug, I love to kiss, I love to hold hands, I love to show affection behind closed doors and outside in the public. My mother was one of the first people to say, you need to pump the brakes when you're out there. I was like, really? I can get arrested for holding my boyfriend's hand? And she was like, well, I know that he's a man. But again, if they for whatever reason suspected and wanted to look into it and then found out that he was trans, then there would be a lot of repercussions. And when that reality sat into my mind, it, it was scary because for me, the relationship that I'm in is a heterosexual relationship. But to think about how the world handles 
those type of differences and those type of decisions and taking it upon themselves to be able to say you're committing a crime or I can kill you because of that made me so sick in my stomach. When we were on the talk show and I saw the brave men and women that were there publicly coming out and speaking their truth, knowing that some of them were citizens of Russia, I applaud their bravery. Jamie and I knew how important it was for us to be there. We just needed to remind people to reconnect that disconnection, which was these people are not human. Oh no, we're, we're very much human. My boyfriend is very much human. For me, it was really imperative to make them understand how I understood. All the while, there was protest. All the while, there were people amongst the panel that were so judgmental. In that very moment, I felt so proud to be an American U.S. citizen because of the freedom and liberty we have. And this is why it goes back to great America. We're not perfect. <laughs> There's a lot that we need to work on. That's for sure. And that's why platforms like podcasts or social media are important for people of influence or just people in general to be able to speak their minds and hopefully plant a seed of positivity in another person's mind who may be ignorant to information. Sometimes people won't realize what is going on because they can't relate, they can't sympathize, they can't empathize, they can't wrap their mind around it. But the way you can help do that is by conversation. What Donald Trump has planted in the minds of a lot of people is to undo many of the things our founding fathers came to this country to do. It provided a place for immigrants to come here and not just be American citizens, but to live up the American identity, to live out the American dream. And by closing those opportunities and by creating walls, to me, a digression, money is what he is talking about. Make America powerful through wealth. A lot of people who support Trump will argue that he is a businessman and that is exactly what this nation needs in order to get out of debt and regain its power. Well, let's be reminded that Donald Trump previously had failed businesses, filed bankruptcies, and he's also a TV reality star. And that very same person that was talked about, gossiped about, written about, is now the president of our great America, aka the United States of America. Which let's talk about how united are we really? The truth is, there has been division from the beginning of history. And now the rights that have been fought so hard from people that made this country great are being questioned, challenged, and even sadly, rights are being stripped away from humans that are living in this country. There's so much division in this United States of America because of racism, sexism, ageism, social economical status, wars, church and state, the list goes on. I firsthand witnessed how divided this country is. The moment I use and practice my right to talk on issues that matter to me, for some reason I'm not allowed to speak about because I have a blue check mark and I don't know anything, because I'm a woman and I'm too emotional, because I'm a minority and I'm too biased, because I'm an ally to the LGTB community, so I'm too liberal. It is so ridiculous and so contradicting and so one-sided when you have people 
who think and feel the opposite of me, thinking that they're entitled to come to my page, send me a message, drop a comment, and tell me why they're right and I'm wrong, but no one is allowed to rebuttal. How is attacking someone for practicing their freedom of speech making America great? How is attacking someone who doesn't agree with your ideas making America great again? Them, as a group, they do not represent me. Their slogan of making America great is an oxymoron. Because the fundamentals of America is great, they're the ones that are undoing it and actually not making it great. I recently posted on a Girl Talks Instagram page a quote that read, The truth will always offend the people that don't want to believe it. And when you swiped left, you got to see a video of Donald Trump, who was talking a lot of ish about the president at the time. He felt that it was his right his freedom of speech that he was exercising, saying the things that he said, which opposed our leader in charge. And in that video, he stated that the only reason why Obama was sending missiles to the Middle East is because he was desperate, because re-election was around the corner, and he needed to regain the American vote. He even went on to disclose that it's a proven fact that whenever a country is in war, the average voting American would never vote for a new president because, well, if the president takes you to war, you expect them to get you out of war. And it's better to play safe than sorry. Ironic that Trump is in the process of trial for impeachment. Trump most recently sent out missiles to the Middle East. And when this happened, many non-fans of Donald Trump immediately hit the social media realms to leak this video. Pretty much people were saying he tattletailed on himself. Like his previous past self literally called himself out in the present time. So I shared this and of course with the quote, if the truth hurts, so be it. Many people got very upset to say the least and we'll get to that. Now this video, Trump is just being Trump. We all know that his verbiage isn't always the best. And the way he was speaking was so rude and so crude that, of course, it's embarrassing to just know that this man is actually now running the United States and that people voted for him. And those same people are there attacking me for practicing my rights. The very same rights they would argue that Trump was practicing back in 2010 and 2011. Okay, dude, you have all the rights to feel how you want to feel. You have all the liberty to say what you want to say, but please be mindful that you do not have the right to disrespect, and that's all Trump has ever done, is disrespect. But the fact of the matter is, we are in a very scary situation right now. People are having conversations of World War III, and it's, it, 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 it blows my mind how social media sometimes makes things so insignificant like oh you know i'm just i'm just going to chick-fil-a oh you know we might just be going to war i have a huge problem when i see influencers or comedians sharing memes creating memes and making fun of situations like this until you leave this country and go into a third world country or a, a communist country you don't know the world you don't know how dangerous and how real and how scary it is. America is so sheltered to believe that it's invincible, it's unbreakable. 
the whole world is watching. The whole world is watching how Americans are handling this. We're supposed to be the United States, by the way. And I feel, because I see it, that we're the divided states of America. Okay, we are the divided states. Let's just keep it real. Okay, there's so much prejudice. There's so much bigotry. There's so much sexism that the only reason why people aren't being murdered like they are around other parts of the world is because we have rights. Thank God for our founding fathers that created these 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 rights for us. Otherwise, who knows what would be happening right now? I remember when I first saw the movie The Purge, I thought, wow, if run by the wrong person in power, this could very so be very real. Like this could be happening here in this country. And now that Trump is president and we see what it is he's doing, the way he just thinks and the way he behaves, I mean, if it was up to him, I can guarantee that he would declare one year for everyone to purge. And for all those that haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, it's the people in power stay in power and you keep the people in poverty in poverty. Isn't that his whole campaign, his whole drive to make America great again? It's really to get power and make more money because obviously for those that know history, we know that America is in debt and that's his motive. So I post this up and the amount, the amount of hate, and I, and I say hate, I really should be saying evil, the amount of evil comments that I got, not just publicly under that post, but on my other, first of all, they, they, they're still commenting. I posted a food post. And these Republicans and fanatics and Trump super fans, honestly, like, I still can't understand how a reality TV star, hold up, a, a businessman who has also filed bankruptcy for some of his businesses, who then went on to create a reality TV show, on to be one of our presidents. Okay. Money does buy things. Money is very essential. Money's not everything, by the way. I'm a very humble person, so when it comes to money, that's not really why I choose a partner. That's not really why I choose a career. That's not really why I choose to be friends with people. Like, I need money to pay rent and do things. It's not the core of me. And some people it is. Girl Talks is not about putting people down. It's about bringing things to light. So the amount of evil comments to me made me feel repulsed by how humans lack control of their impulse to behave and to speak. I am merely practicing my freedom, my freedom of speech, and I'm doing it in a way where it's not attacking anyone. If you don't like it, you can just scroll past it. You don't have to engage in it. I'm not there looking for people telling them, you're wrong, and how dare you? But I noticed that a lot of Republicans, aka Trump fans, see how he speaks on his social media platforms, which again, it's embarrassing to know that a grown man can speak like that on Twitter, from his phone, from his mind, to his hands, to a device, to the world, and think that that's okay. 
sometimes you just gotta stop while you're ahead, you know? But he feels he's like he's untouchable, so he does what he wants to do. He's always been doing what he wants to do. That then mirrors off the people to make them think that they can say those type of things. The scary thing is, would people come up to me and say something bad to me in person if they overheard my conversation with someone else, like my feelings, my thoughts, my emotions, my right to speak how I feel? Or would they even like attack me? Like, I don't know. And that's 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 the scary part. I, I don't know if a person that does not think or feel the same way as me, I don't know if they're capable of that. And that's what's scary. And it's scary to think that they think their behavior is okay when it's not. And then to go in there and call me a liberal, like, first of all, I don't even know when people even thought that, like, labeling other people, like, stop labeling other people. If I don't label myself a liberal, please do not label me a liberal. (laughs) But if you want to go there, then let's go there. Because it's easy to say that some of the greatest, like President Lincoln, who did not agree with slavery, who passed a bill, made a law, all these other things, People could have called him liberal because that was extreme, right? No, maybe he was just open-minded to the changes in his current present time and was open to move forward in a positive way. Like, is that wrong? Is that bad? Isn't that what makes America great? As time and society changes and evolves and grows, we have adapts to grow with it, isn't it? Right? I mean, why try to undo what our forefathers have worked so hard to do? It's easy to say that Dr. Martin Luther King must have been liberal because he thought we were all created equal. Or maybe he was just looking at his surroundings and saying, you know what? We can do better. We are better. Let's be better. Is he liberal? Is that bad? To me, it's not an insult. But I don't label myself a liberal. I label myself a person that sees things and calls it the way they see it. Now, if I'm wrong, I will educate myself. I will try to understand. But if I can't understand, you're not going to force me to believe in something that I don't accept. I don't accept that Trump thinks it is okay to tell women what to do with their bodies. I can't accept that. Is it because I'm a woman? Possibly. Or it's because it's not your body. Why is it that you care what I do with it, but you're not there preaching what men should do with theirs? <laughs> if a young woman wants to be responsible and, and use contraceptives, because condoms have proven to not completely be foolproof, like people still get pregnant while using condoms. If they want to be responsible enough to take a contraceptive pill because they don't want to get pregnant, then shame on anyone who wants to judge them for making a smart and right call because then if they weren't protecting themselves through contraceptive and condoms and all that stuff then they would be popping babies left to right and then the united states would be crying louder saying oh my god all these moms with all these kids and you know why are they even doing that why don't they just why don't they just you know get their uterus out and their ovaries and their like <laughs> Really? Really? How about let's save all that and just like just take the pill? And what furiates me is that 
when I was working at the hospital, for those that don't know, I was working at the hospital for 13 years and I had amazing medical benefits. Trump, when he got in office, took away my insurance from covering my birth control pill. I fought and I won, but that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. And that's a true story. And so, lucky for me now, I don't have to take the pill. (laughs) Because my boyfriend is trans. And I don't got to worry about getting pregnant. But how dare people complain about issues that America is facing right now with so many young teen moms, but then be the same people that say women cannot use contraceptive pills. And they're hearing this from the man they voted for. They're hearing this from a man that tweets these nonsense, who has zero respect for women, which blows my mind. Like, like, I don't understand how those qualities, I'm not even talking about him as a, as a president. I'm talking about as a person, how those qualities, a man could be like, yeah, you know, he's an all right guy. I want him to be my president. I got a mother. I got sisters. I got a wife. I got a daughter. It's all right. It's my mind that I'm expressing that is being blown by it. So many people feel a certain way when it comes to his behavior with immigrants, with children that were born here, but whose parents illegally are working here. Now I get it. The law is the law. But there's a lot of laws Mr. Trump has broken. And uh, I, I don't see anyone knocking on his door. But the law is the law. But humans and children are humans and children. Putting them in, in, in these small, confined places, not even to have a bed for their own, sleeping on the floor, not even a blanket, having some crazy material over you and, and you're dirty and, and you're scared and, and you're alone with other kids. Like, I look at those pictures, I see those videos, and, and to me, I can't even allow my dog to to be in 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 a cage for too long you know it breaks my heart so i don't understand how people can be blindsided to some of the things that are morally wrong forget the law at this point like that's morally wrong these kids do not deserve to suffer because of what their parents did which was for them have them in this country and allow them to be great allow them opportunities that maybe they couldn't get in their own country which, by the way, is how this country came about. I mean, people literally jumped in ships and navigated their way to this country that belonged to Native Americans. They're the only ones native to this land. They're the only ones native to this land. I mean, they're called Native Americans. Native Americans. North. America, South America, the Native Indians. Those are the people who this country truly belongs to. And if anyone wants to not credit that, I don't know how else to water it down to be processed so simply because it doesn't get any simpler and clearer than that. It blows my mind when people want to tell person that looks like me. Go back to your country. Well, I was born in Belleville, New Jersey. Last I checked, that was in the country that I currently live in. 
I feel that it's so, so murky, so muddy, and it's such a shame that people will see their leader behave in such a way and think that they can too. To forget that this country was created in the foundations of immigrants, okay? And immigrants don't necessarily mean Hispanic people or Middle Eastern people. Immigrants are also Europeans. Immigrants are also Asians. So it blows my mind that when a person can see me, they can totally think that they habla inglés. Yes, I speak English and I speak Spanish too. America to me is great because there's so much potential. So much opportunity to undo things that can get undone. To create a country of unity. We can do that. We can do that. If we put aside our differences of hatred and prejudice, we can do that. But until then, we will continue to be a divided country. Where people want to label people liberal just because they want to treat people right. Where people are going to then say, you're, you're this and you're that and these labels. It's okay for Trump to talk ish about Obama, but it's not okay for anybody to talk ish about him because he's the president, but he was talking ish about his president. America is great to me because it allowed my parents to make something out of nothing. Now, don't get me wrong. My mother comes from a very wealthy family. She just fell in love with my father who thought that there was literally the roads were made out of gold and you can have so much and you can do so much and you can, and he had a dream. She followed him here because he didn't want to be the guy that married a rich woman. He wanted to make something of himself and he did with my mother together, they did. But people always have the misconception that immigrants come out here for the sake of Freeloading. I worked in the psychiatric ER for over 13 years, and I remember seeing families bringing their kids. And a lot of the times, I saw Latino families whose children were in private school. My parents put me in private school. We'll talk about that in the first episode. They did that because they wanted me to get a really good education, and they wanted me to be safe. So parents working one, two, maybe sometimes even three jobs just to make sure that their kids are going to the right place. And I would so many times see white folks who brought their kids came from public school. And not just one kid, but sometimes three kids who were going through the same issues, misbehaving, all this stuff. And I remember when you when you get people to come into the ER, you give them paperwork and then you collect it and you give it to the clerk or the, or the secretary. And um, I would always be the one just so that it could save them a trip after I did vital signs and all those things. I would look. And a lot of the times, these Hispanic people, African-American people, had private insurance. And a lot of the times, the white people had Medicaid or some type of insurance that was covered by the government. I didn't understand. I, I, I was like, okay, like, this would be the same person because I remember overhearing one time a client talking so much trash about Hispanic people Meanwhile, I'm writing the discharge papers and I'm just like, wow, they're collecting 
checks for your kids, you're collecting food stamps, you're collecting uh, welfare and Medicaid and all this other stuff when you're very capable of, of, of clearly working, but you choose not to. But you're here talking smack about Hispanic people. And I'm like, of course. And it brings me to a situation that my boyfriend is, he's white, is dealing with stuff when it comes to family. And he's hes kind of already spoken about it. And he'll talk about it some more. But all I'm going to say is that I feel like white people think that they get away with things because they're white. I feel like a lot of minorities are too afraid to ask for assistance because they, one, don't want to be judged. And two, they don't even know where to start asking or looking for help. So what do they do? They do what they think is right, which is I'm going to work really, really, really hard and I'm going to pay for whatever insurance and benefits I need just to make sure that I'm safe and I'm okay and no one gets to say anything about me while busting and breaking their back. There's a lot of those people that exist in this country. And that's what makes, to me, makes this a great America. Because there's a lot of hardworking people that believe in not cheating systems, that believe in not stealing from others, that believe that working hard and being a good person is fundamentally enough for them to be satisfied to live in this country. And proudly. My parents were one of them. <laughs> My mother had a damn pellet fall on her body for crying out loud and she didn't even sue the company. Why? Because it was her first day there to work and she didn't want to lose the position that she got. So what did she do? She had workers comp for a little bit. And then when she realized that she can't barely walk because the pain is so intensified, she just decided, I just, I just will tell them that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to work there anymore. And I found another job. <laughs> My mom's living with that constant pain still to this day. My mother is a U.S. citizen, by the way. She, my brothers, and my father became American U.S. citizens when George W. Bush Jr. was president, and before that, they had dual residency in their country in Ecuador and in the United States. They were working legally. Um, they had me. I was uh, I'm a U.S. American-born citizen. So my mother, since we're talking about her worked for the same employee for over 33 years. And when the economy crisis hit, well, she lost her job. And this time, after a few years after the crisis hit, she finally found a job. This would be her first full-time job since her 33 years plus employment with the same employee. And she didn't want no problems. She didn't want no troubles. She did nothing about it when a huge pellet fell onto her back on her first day of orientation. She should have sued, anyone would argue. She felt like no one's going to help me. And it was an accident. And I don't want to get anybody into trouble. There's a lot of people that take advantages of situations. And a lot of them are white because they feel entitled. And dating a white man who now is a minority because he was born a white female who had privilege. But if you look at him, you see he's a white man. He gets white man privileges. But when people know he's transgender, it's like a handicap. And now that he he's on the other spectrum and on the other side of the coin, he sees and he realizes how unfair it is, how cruel it is to be a minority. Because he is a minority now, so he can relate and empathize and sympathize. So yeah, and it's really scary that our current president 
wants to strip away human rights that belong to people in the transgender community. It's crazy how he wants to set us back when we're currently living in a country so great that some states totally permit people to transition, to change their legal documentation, to change their birth certificate, to change their pronouns. Because for some reason, this doesn't make America great by allowing those things. How is what a person feels and believes they are affects and bothers anyone else? How does that hurt someone? The answer is it doesn't. People just need to mind their own and let other people be. And if you want to make America great again, how about making it the United States of America again, not the divided States of America, because that is the direction that he is going to. And that is the direction we will be at at the very end. If we do go to war, oh God, help us. How about making people great again, making humanity great again, making brothers and sisters great again? How about bringing peace, making it great again? For me to hear the campaign slogan, make America great again, but you're doing all these awful things. You're saying all these awful things that rub off to other people. You're not making America great. You're making it scary. And you're making it so segregated that we're going backwards in time. And I'm sorry, but in this life of mine, I want to move forward, not backwards. And I want my leader to do the very same thing for not just me, but for all of us. I remember when I first saw the movie The Purge, I thought, wow, if run by the wrong person in power, this could very so be very real. Like this could be happening here in this country. Like, and now that Trump is president and we see what it is he's doing, the separation, the hatred, the the way he just thinks and the way he behaves, I mean, if it was up to him, I can guarantee that he would declare one year for everyone to purge. And for all those that haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, it's the people in power stay in power and you keep the people in poverty in poverty. And well, isn't that his whole campaign, his whole drive to make America great again? It's really to get power and make more money because obviously for those that know history, we know that America is in debt and that's his motive. So to me, the reason why we are divided as a country is because of people that are thinking more about power and wealth versus living together in diversity and inclusion and figuring out ways to flourish together because there's so many other countries around the world that are doing so and prove that it can be done. And of course, there are other countries that show the opposite. And well, I feel like the U.S., we're in the middle. And I say that because of our current state. Prior to the president we have nowadays currently, I believe, and I still believe that America is great, just we're in a very iffy situation right now. And that's hopefully only momentarily because it is 2020, it's the re-election, and I do hope and pray 
that many people go out and vote. If you're unhappy with our current situation, do something about it. Make sure you hit the polls. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. You might be listening to this and you might agree to disagree or completely disagree or completely agree. Most recently, Robert De Niro was awarded with the 2020 SAG Actor Award, and it was a tribute award for all of his excellence. He is one person in the major media platforms as a respected actor in movies and film and television to use his platform as best as he can to practice his human right, and that's to express his thoughts and feelings just like anyone can and anyone should without crossing the line of disrespect. Now, some people might say that in 2018 at the Tony Awards, he stepped a little bit out of character, maybe out of line. And he said this, and I quote, I'm going to say one thing, Trump. I'm sure you all know what the meant, but can you blame the guy? Can you blame the guy? I mean, this guy played in The Godfather, for crying out loud. He he is like The Godfather. To say the least, lots of people do feel the way he feels. And this time around, two years later, in the 2020 SAG Awards, he quoted himself. He made the his speech not even about him and all of his years of excellence. He didn't make it about how deserving and how, you know, great he was for this award. He took the time to really step back, evaluate this position he was in. Hundreds and thousands of ears are watching. Hundreds and thousands of ears more will be listening on social media. And he said one thing that completely stood out and it pretty much sums up this whole entire episode. So I will quote this brilliant man who quoted himself. There's right and there's wrong. There's common sense and there's abuse of power. As a citizen, I have as much right as anybody, an actor, an athlete, a musician, anybody else to voice my opinion. And if I have a bigger voice because of my situation, I'm going to use it whenever I see a blatant abuse of power. He continued to say, Political leaders who support unions are more likely to support Affordable Care Act, equitable taxes, humane immigration regulations, a safe environment, diverse citizenship, reproductive rights, sensible gun control, and fair wages and benefits, and we owe them our support, and we owe them our vote. And like the saying goes, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. Right now, America is still green. So let's water it. Let's take care of it. Let's cultivate it, and let's flourish Again, America is great. It's almost like saying, I'm in a great relationship, but I'm going to just leave that and go find better. No. You put the work in. 
you put the dedication in, you put the heart in, you put the will in, and you can stay great. And if not, become better. And that's exactly the situation that we are currently in. This country has gone through its ups and its downs. And for the most part, it has been breaking waves all around the country, showing people that you can live amongst difference. You can accept changes. So let's keep this country great by voting for the right leader who can properly represent who we are as a whole and who this country is and what our founding fathers and so many men and women are fighting out there for. I want to thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Great America. Please make sure to subscribe. Please make sure to share this on all of your social media. Together, we can be heard here at A Girl Talks. I'd love to listen to any of your suggestions for topics. You can email me at agirltalkspodcast at gmail. And while you're at it, you need a little bit of motivation. Follow A Girl Talks on Instagram. Lots of love, lots of positivity, and a big, big hug goes out to you all.